from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. In Florida, we will not let them lock you down. We will not let them take your jobs. We will not let them harm your businesses. We will not let them close your schools. Yeah, amen, right? I mean, Governor DeSantis on whatever will be with the Omicron variant. Here with Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, who joins us now at Jeanette Nunez FL on Twitter. Lieutenant Governor, how are you this Wednesday? Doing really well. So Governor DeSantis made clear that, look, Whatever the Biden administration does or doesn't do, whatever, you know, health care that the Fauchists of the, the world do, Florida is going to remain open and free during this variant. What is the state's uh, perspective on Omicron at this point? What are you taking a look at? Well, I, you know, I, I love how you lead into the story. I was listening to all that you were saying, and it is absolutely true. There's very little information right now about Omicron. There's very little discussion about the impacts, and, and especially as it relates to hospitalization. I think that you have to obviously understand that this virus is going to mutate. Um, it is something that we have said from early on. This is not going to magically disappear one day, even with the prevalence of vaccine, even with the prevalence of all these different treatments. Um, we are going to have to learn how to live with it. And so I think that the important part of being free and being focused on actual science, not the science that's convenient um, for some narratives, is the fact that we've seen very little correlation between lockdowns and all those other mitigation methods. And so what we've done here in Florida is that we have uh, provided individuals with information, we've provided them with access, and we are letting them make their decisions. And so when you see all this panic um, from the media about Omicron, it's, it's for a reason. Um, they don't want to talk about how Florida has the lowest COVID cases um, they don't want to talk about how we continue to see decline in cases and hospitalizations week over week, year over year. They don't want to talk about how we have the lowest case rate in the entire country. They don't want to talk about how our census, um, both hospital beds and ICU beds are at record low since uh, April of last year. Um, and all of that is because, of course, it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit with the mandates that are coming down from Joe Biden, which, by the way, are being uh, swatted away every day by the courts in different arenas. So I think that what we saw yesterday, the late breaking news with regards to the CMS workers, was a welcome decision that's applied nationwide. Many healthcare workers um, are they're you know having a huge sigh of relief today because they realized that thankfully a court had the wisdom to understand that this was unconstitutional is not going to be um, something that they can force these healthcare workers that at the beginning of the pandemic were our heroes and now are our villains. They're going to allow them to make personal decisions. And so, thankfully, um, there was that court action yesterday. But we're going to continue to have to fight this every step of the way. And Governor DeSantis has made it clear. He's going to fight, um, like how, whenever there is a mandate that comes down from Joe Biden and his cronies. Senate Governor Jeanette Nunez speaking with us. And on that particular note about the vaccine mandate, Florida's new law helping protect employees, we saw immediate action by Disney, which repealed the mandate in the state of Florida altogether. We know that there are five exemptions that all private employers must offer employees. Still, Lieutenant Governor, most days I'm hearing specific stories from listeners that are being threatened with their jobs over vaccine mandates. One of the questions that's come up in some of those uh, provisions for opt-outs to vaccine mandates for private employers under the new law, it calls on the Department of Health 
to come up with the conditions, like, for example, what the appropriate PPE might be or specific to natural immunity. What proof is that an employee could provide to an employer that they've recovered from COVID-19? How quickly do you believe that the Florida Department of Health will produce that additional clarification? Well, I I certainly think the Department of Health is going to move swiftly. Um, I can tell you, obviously, bureaucracy at any level can sometimes uh, drag their feet a little bit. But I can also tell you that this governor won't won't tolerate that. So um, I do believe our Department of Health is going to be moving very um, expeditiously because they recognize that people's livelihoods are at stake here. And so while our um, our protections that were embedded in the bill that was signed uh, are are pretty wide sweeping, they're they're pretty broad. Um, we want to make sure that nobody nobody in Florida has to make that choice between getting a shot or losing their job. And so that's why the governor um, had the sense of urgency. That's why the legislature came into a special session. That is why he signed it immediately. That is why we have litigated every single aspect, both the OSHA, uh, the CMS rule, and the federal contractor rule. That's why you're going to continue to see a lot of legal wrangling back and forth, um, even though there are signs of you know, positive development, but the governor is not going to just sit back and let the Department of Health drag their feet and then people risk having to lose their job while a department and, you know, bureaucrats are, are formulating this, this particular form or providing the information. So I can assure you that if there are any individuals that feel that they are being jeopardized and harmed because of a delay, uh, you know, you can just call me right away and I'll take care of it, Brian, because that is not something the governor would be okay with. Well, okay. I mean, that is really good to know, and uh, we'll definitely take note of of that going forward. All right, uh, speaking of legal matters, obviously the Seminole Compact, the whole thing went down, not just the sports betting piece, but the whole thing went down in federal courts last week. Where do we stand with this? Yeah, it's it's a pretty complex, uh, and from our perspective, a perplexing ruling that the court rendered. Um, There are, obviously, we are not a party to the case. Um, neither is the tribe. So it is unclear what, if any, immediate impact the ruling has in Florida. So from my understanding, speaking with our legal counsel, everything is status quo. There are still sports, there are still sports betting taking place. Um, it is still being run by the tribe. It is still, um, you know, obviously in, in the very same place it was before this ruling. Um, again, it, you know, the ruling was perplexing on a number of fronts. Um, but in this particular case, um, ironically, the feds are in the driver's seat, if you will, as to whether or not they decide to appeal. And so they really only have a couple of options. They can either appeal and move forward and, and go through that legal process, or they can disapprove the compact uh, in one fell swoop, which would then allow the state to become a party to a suit because then it is shown that we are being harmed. Um, and so that is something that I think we'll have to wait and see which uh, option the feds take. If I were to guess, I would tell you that it's more than likely that they will appeal. Um, the tribe I know has asked to intervene and become a party to the suit. I believe the judge denied that motion as well. And so really and truly just to, to give your listeners an update, in the meantime, everything is status quo. Um, however, there will be some legal uh, matters that will be taking place uh, if and when the feds decide to act. But there'll be stay tuned on that. There'll be more coming. Um, but right now, it's just unclear what, if any, immediate impact it has in Florida. And so we look forward to working with the tribe to, to ensure the future success of the compact. As, as you know, that's something the governor was invested in. Um, also took place during a special session. So we're, uh, we're hopeful that this will 
will um, come to fruition. The tribe made its first monthly payment under the new agreement. Do you anticipate that will continue for now? Yes, we anticipate it will continue. They will uh, continue to make their, their monthly payments to the state as promised. And so I've not been told that that is going to cease, uh, depending on the outcome of the appeal or the rulings and whatnot. So, again, everything is status quo as of right now, but, it, of course, everything could change. Uh, so we're going to be monitoring that very closely. Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Always great talking to you, Brian. Take care. And we'll be back with Natalie in the trending story here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.